What's in your cup? Once upon a time, there was a young basketball player who had dreams of becoming one of the greatest basketball players of all time. You have the opportunity to go to the NBA and play against the greatest players in the world. That doesn't get you going. I don't think anything will. It's like a dream come true. I, I couldn't even dream of this when I was a kid. You know, it's just no way possible. It's just, you know, just a blessing from above. The joy of the game uh, comes from just being out there and just playing. The competitive side of me uh, feels like we can win every game that we play. What I've learned is to, to, to always keep going. Do you love the process <laughs> that gets you to that, those boring, agonizing moments? If you love that, then you know you found something that's really true to you. You know, if you do the work, you work hard enough, dreams come true. Those times when you get up early and you work hard, those times when you stay up late and you work hard, those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. That is actually the dream. If you're a fan of mine, you're a fan of winning. You're a fan of the Lakers. That's never going to change. Man, I gave my soul to this game, man. There's nothing more I could give. I wanted to be one of the best basketball players to ever play, and anything else that was outside of that lane, I didn't have time for. It's not about my jerseys that are hanging up there for me. You know, it's about the jerseys that were hanging up there before. Growing up and watching all these great players play and uh, learning so much from them, to now be a part of that wall, you know, means everything to me. You get older, you start to understand that really it's about the next generation that these championships do come and go. But the most important thing you can do is to pay everything that you've learned forward to the next generation to come. And that's truly how you create something that lasts forever. I love storytelling. Imagine, like, winning an Oscar, how ridiculous that would be. And the Oscar goes to... Unfortunately for us athletes, we've been pigeonholed into thinking that we can only be one thing. I'm here to show people that we can do much more than that. Winning an Oscar, winning the Emmy and the Annie, those are things that are showing other athletes that come after. No, no, there's more to this thing. The discipline, the commitment, the team, the community. How do I take those lessons and move those here? Having that sharp focus is something that I got from the game of basketball. You have to dance beautifully in the box that you are comfortable dancing in. My box was to be extremely ambitious within the sport of basketball. Your box is different than mine. Everybody has their own. It's your job to try to perfect it and make it as beautiful of a canvas as you can make it. And if you have done that, then you have lived a successful life. You have lived with mama mentality. You know, being married uh, to my wife, Vanessa, it's fun. I mean, I, we have a good time together. Um, I love her tremendously. And, uh, but we're best friends, too, as a blessing. When we were raising our daughters, and one of the things that we teach them is you just got to try your best. You, know, you just got to give it your all, give it everything you have. As parents, you got to lead by example. If you want your kids to do whatever it is they want to accomplish in life, you have to show them. I have four girls, so my mission is to make sure women have opportunities. Our daughters will grow up understanding that they can be strong, they can be independent, they can be fierce. I just love spending time with my family and just, 
you know, just being a husband, being a father, being a goofball, just, <laughs> just having a good time with my kids. I grew up a diehard, I mean a diehard Laker fan. And to spend 20 years here, I mean you can't you can't write something better than this. You got 19 or 20 years to play with the Lakers. Yeah, 19, 19 or 20 at least. Appreciating all this, you know, the journey that we've been on. You know, we've been through our ups and been through our downs. I think the most important part is that we all stay together throughout. You guys will always be in my heart. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. What can I say? Mamba out. I want to thank everyone for being here and uh, thank you for gathering to celebrate the lives of Alyssa Altabelli, her parents, John and Carrie Altabelli, Peyton Chester, her mother, Sarah Chester, Christina Mauser, Ara Zabayan, Gigi Bryant, and her father, Kobe Bryant. Um, this is a sad day, but it is also a celebration of life, of their lives, and of life itself in the building where those of us who are Lakers fans and Kobe fans celebrated so many of the best times of our lives. And uh, I'm honored to have been asked to speak here. The proceeds from the tickets you bought uh, go directly to the Mamba and Mambasita Sports Foundation, which supports youth sports in underserved communities. And I also encourage you to go to mambaon3.org to give to the Mamba on Three Fund, which was created to honor and provide financial support to the Chester, Altabelli, Zobayan, and Mauser families. I can only imagine how painful this is for them. I don't think any of us could have imagined this. Everywhere you go, You see his face, his number, Gigi's face, Gigi's number, everywhere at every intersection. There are hundreds of murals painted by artists who were inspired, not because he was a basketball player, but because Kobe was an artist too. And not just in LA, uh, across the country, and. Kobe's hometown, Philadelphia, in Italy, in India, the Philippines, China, New York, Phoenix, Boston, for God's sake. <laughs> in places where he would be booed on the court, Kobe is missed. Even the great Boston Celtic Bill Russell wore number 24 and the Lakers jersey to yesterday's game. I knew he would come to us eventually. <laughs> Today we're joined by Kobe's teammates, 
and opponents alike, his friends, his family, and his fans, as we try to make sense of what happened to these nine beautiful people who were, by all accounts, so full of life, who left behind parents, friends, co-workers, classmates, siblings, and children. I've been uh, trying to come up with, uh, with something positive to take away from this, and um, it was hard because there isn't much, but the best thing I think I was able to come up with is this, gratitude. It seems to me that all we can do is be grateful for the time we had with them and for the time we have left with each other, and that's all. And now I'd like to introduce the person who invited us all here today on 224 because she knew we needed it. And we cannot celebrate the lives of Kobe and Gigi and all the people we lost without honoring the woman that Kobe and Gigi loved most. Please welcome Vanessa Bryant. for being here. It means so much to us. Love you too. First, I'd like to thank everyone for coming today. The outpouring of love and support that my family has felt from around the world has been so uplifting. Thank you so much for all your prayers. I'd like to talk about both Kobe and Gigi, but I'll start with my baby girl first. My baby girl. is an amazingly sweet and gentle soul. She was always thoughtful. She always kissed me goodnight and kissed me good morning. There were a few occasions where I was absolutely tired from being up with Bianca and Capri, and I thought she had left to school without saying goodbye. I text and say, no kiss, and Gianna would reply with, Mama, I kissed you, but you were asleep and I didn't want to wake you. She knew how much her morning and evening kisses meant to me, and she was so thoughtful to remember to kiss me every day. She was daddy's girl, but I know she loved her mama, and she would always tell me and show me how much she loved me. She was one of my very best friends. She loved to bake. 
She loved putting a smile on everyone's face. Last August, she made a beautiful birthday cake for her daddy. It had fondant and looked like it had blue agate crystals. Kobe's birthday cake looked like it was professionally decorated. She made the best chocolate chip cookies. She loved watching cooking shows and cupcake wars with me. And she loved watching Survivor and NBA games on TV with her daddy. She also loved watching Disney movies with her sisters. Gigi was very competitive like her daddy, but Gianna had a sweet grace about her. Her smile was like sunshine. Her smile took up her entire face, like mine. Kobe always said she was me. She had my fire, my personality, and sarcasm. She was tender and loving on the inside. She had the best laugh. It was infectious. It was pure and genuine. Kobe and Gianna naturally gravitated towards each other. She had Kobe's ability to listen to a song and have all the lyrics memorized after listening to the song a couple of times. It was their secret talent. She was an incredible athlete. She was great at gymnastics, soccer, softball, dance, and basketball. She was an incredible dancer too. She loved to swim, dance, do cartwheels, and jumps into our swimming pool, and Gigi loved her TikTok dances. Gigi was confident, but not in an arrogant way. She loved helping and teaching other people things. At school, she offered the boys basketball coaches to help give the boys basketball team some pointers. <laughs> like the triangle offense. She was very much like her daddy and that they both liked helping people learn new things and master them. They were great teachers. Gigi was very sweet. She always made sure everyone was okay. She was our shepherd. She always kept our family together. She loved family traditions. Family movie night and game night on vacations were important to her. Gigi always looked out for everyone. She was very much in tune with our feelings and wanted the best for us. Gianna was smart. She knew how to read, speak, and write Mandarin. She knew Spanish. She had great grades and kept them up, all while becoming an incredible basketball player. She was president of School Spirit on student council. She was director's assistant for her school play, just like her big sister. She was looking forward to graduating eighth grade and moving on to high school with her big sister, Natalia. I'm so happy she was given the opportunity to know that she was accepted to the same high school. She was really happy. Gianna made us all proud, and she still does. Gianna never tried to conform. She was always herself. She was a nice person, a leader, a teacher, wearing a white tee, black leggings, a denim jacket, white high-top converse, and a flannel tied around her waist with straight hair was her go-to style. She had so much swag and rhythm ever since she was a baby. She gave the best hugs and the best kisses. She had gorgeous soft lips like her daddy. She would hug me and hold me so tight. I could feel her love me. I loved the way she looked up at me while hugging me. 
It was as if she was soaking me all in. We love each other so much. I miss her so much. She was so energetic. I couldn't keep up with her energy. She lapped Natalia and I on a track once. She was about six years old. <laughs> we let her have a head start. <laughs> she still dusted us. <clears throat> I miss her sweet kisses. I miss her cleverness. I miss her sarcasm, her wit, and that adorable sly side smile followed with a grin and a burst of laughter. We shared the same cat that ate the canary grin. Gigi was sunshine. She brightened up my day every day. I miss looking at her beautiful face. She was always so good, a rule follower. I knew I could always count on her to do the right thing. She was the most loving daughter, thoughtful little sister, and silly big sister. She happily helped carry the littles' diaper bag or played with them. She liked helping me with Bianca and Capri. Bianca loved going to the playground, <clears throat> swimming and jumping on the trampoline with Gigi. I used to tell Gigi that I thought Coco considered her her favorite sister. Capri would smile from ear to ear when Gigi walked into the room, and Capri reminds me a lot of Gianna. They look alike and just smile with their whole face, pure joy. We will not be able to see Gigi go to high school with Natalia and ask her how her day went. We didn't get the chance to teach her how to drive a car. I won't be able to tell her how gorgeous she looks on her wedding day. I'll never get to see my baby girl walk down the aisle, have a father-daughter dance with her daddy, dance on the dance floor with me or have babies of her own. Gianna would have been an amazing mommy. She was very maternal ever since she was really little. Gigi would have most likely become the best player in the WNBA. She would have made a huge difference. She would have made a huge difference for women's basketball. Gigi was motivated to change the way everyone viewed women in sports. She wrote papers in school defending women and wrote about how the unequal pay difference for the NBA and WNBA leagues wasn't fair. And I truly feel she made positive changes for the WNBA players now, since they knew Gigi's goal was to eventually play in the WNBA. I'm still so proud of Gianna. She made a difference and was kind to everyone she met in the 13 years she was here on Earth. Her classmates shared many fond memories about Gianna with us, and those stories reminded me that Gianna loved and showed everyone that no act of kindness is ever too small to make a difference in someone's life. She was always, always, always considerate of others and their feelings. She was a beautiful, kind, happy, silly, thoughtful and loving daughter and sister. She was so full of life and had so much more to offer this world. I cannot imagine life without her. 
Mommy, Natalia, Bianca, Capri, and Daddy, love you so much, Gigi. I will miss your sweet handmade cards, your sweet kisses, and your gorgeous smile. I miss you, all of you, every day. I love you. Okay. Oh, for my soulmate. <clears throat> Kobe was known as a fierce competitor on the basketball court. The greatest of all time, a writer, an Oscar winner, and the Black Mamba. But to me, he was Kobe Kobe, my boo-boo my baby-boo, my papi chulo. <laughs> I was his VB, his principessa, his reina, his queen mama, mamba, and his viski, maniski, fabuliski. I couldn't see him as a celebrity, nor just an incredible basketball player. He was my sweet husband and the beautiful father of our children. He was mine. He was my everything. Kobe and I have been together since I was 17 and a half years old. I was his first girlfriend, his first love, his wife, his best friend, his confidant, and his protector. He was the most amazing husband. Kobe loved me more than I could ever express or put into words. He was the early bird and I was the night owl. I was fire and he was ice and vice versa at times. We balanced each other out. He would do anything for me. I have no idea how I deserved a man that loved and wanted me more than Kobe. He was charismatic, a gentleman. He was loving, adoring, and romantic. He was truly the romantic one in our relationship and looked forward to Valentine's Day and our anniversaries every year. He planned special anniversary trips and a special traditional gift for every year of our marriage. He even handmade my most treasured gifts. He just thought outside the box and was so thoughtful even while working hard to be the best athlete. He gifted me the actual notebook and the blue dress Rachel McAdams wore in the notebook movie. When I asked him why he chose the blue dress, he said it was because it's a scene when Allie comes back to Noah. We had hoped to grow old together like the movie. We really had an amazing love story. We loved each other with our whole beings, two perfectly imperfect people, making a beautiful family and raising our sweet and amazing girls. A couple weeks before they passed, Kobe sent me a sweet text I mentioned how he wanted to spend time together. Just the two of us, without our kids, because I'm his best friend first. We never got the chance to do it. We were busy taking care of our girls and just doing our regular, everyday responsibilities. But I'm thankful I have that recent text. It means so much to me. Kobe wanted us to renew our vows. He wanted Natalia to take over his company, and he wanted to travel the world together.
We had always talked about how we'd be the fun grandparents to our daughter's children. He would have been the coolest grandpa. Kobe was the MVP of Girl Dads, or MVD. He never left the toilet seat up. He always told the girls how beautiful and smart they are. He taught them how to be brave and how to keep pushing forward when things get tough. And when Kobe retired from the MBA, he took over dropping off and picking up our girls from school since I was at home pregnant with Bianca and just recently home nursing Capri. When Kobe was still playing, I used to show up an hour early to be the first in line to pick up Natalia and Gianna from school. And I told him he couldn't drop the ball once he took over. He was late one time and we most definitely let him know that I was never late. So we showed up one hour and 20 minutes early after that. He always knew there was room for improvement and wanted to do better. He happily did carpool and enjoyed spending time in the car with our girls. He was a doting father, a father that was hands-on and present. He helped me bathe Bianca and Capri almost every night. He would sing them silly songs in the shower and continue making them laugh and smile as he lathered them lotion and got them ready for bed. He had magic arms and could put Capri to sleep in only a few minutes. He said he had it down to a science, eight times up and down our hallway. He loved taking Bianca to Fashion Island and watch her play in the Koi Pond area and loved taking her to the park. Their most recent visit to the Koi Pond was the evening before he and Gigi passed. He shared a love of movies and the breakdown of films with Natalia. He enjoyed renting out theaters and taking Natalia to watch the newest Star Wars movie or Harry Potter films. And they would have movie marathons and he enjoyed every second of it. He loved her tip typical tear jerkers too. He liked watching Stepmom, Steel Magnolias, and Little Women. He had a tender heart. Kobe somehow knew where I was at all times, specifically when I was late to his games. He would worry about me if I wasn't in my seat at the start of, the, of each game and would ask security where I was at the first timeout of the first quarter. And my smart ass would tell him that he wasn't going to drop 81 points within the first 10 minutes of the game. <laughs> I think anyone with kids understands that sometimes we can't make it out the door on time. And eventually he was used to my tardiness and balled out. The fact that he could play on an intense professional level and still be concerned by making sure we made it to the game safely was just another example of how family came first to him. He loved being Gianna's basketball coach. He told me he wished he would have convinced Natalia to play basketball so that they could have spent even more time together. But he also wanted her to pursue her own passion. He watched Natalia play in a volleyball tournament on her birthday on January 19th. And he noticed how she's a very intelligent player. He was convinced she would have made a great point card with her vision of the court. And he told me that he wanted Bianca and Capri to take up basketball when they get older so he could spend just as much time with them as he did with Gigi. And Kobe always told Bianca and Capri that they were going to grow up and play basketball 
and mix their ass up. Now they won't have their daddy and sister here to teach them, and that is truly a loss I do not understand. But I'm so thankful Kobe heard Coco say, Dada. He isn't going to be here to drop Bianca and Capri off at pre-K or kindergarten. He isn't going to be here to tell me to get a grip V when we have to leave the kindergarten classroom or show up to our daughter's doctor's visits for my own moral support. He isn't going to be able to walk our girls down the aisle or spin me around on the dance floor while singing PYT to me. But I want my daughters to know and remember the amazing person, husband, and father he was. The kind of man that wanted to teach the future generations to be better and keep them from making his own mistakes. He always liked working and doing projects to improve kids' lives. He taught us all valuable lessons about life and sports through his MBA career, his books, his show Detail, and his Punies podcast series. And we're so thankful he left those lessons and stories behind for us. He was thoughtful and wrote the best love letters and cards. And Gigi had his wonderful ability to express her feelings into paper and make you feel her love through her words. She was thoughtful like him. They were so easy to love. Everyone naturally gravitated towards them. They were funny, happy, silly, and they loved life. They were so full of joy and adventure. God knew they couldn't be on this earth without each other. He had to bring them home to heaven together. Babe, you take care of our Gigi. And I got Nani, Bibi, and Coco. We're still the best team. We love and miss you, Boo Boo and Gigi. May you both rest in peace and have fun in heaven until we meet again one day. We love you both and miss you forever and always. Mommy. Please welcome Michael Jordan. I'm grateful to Vanessa and the Bryan family for the opportunity to speak today. I'm grateful to be here to honor Gigi and celebrate the gift that Kobe gave us all. What he accomplished as a basketball player, as a businessman and a storyteller, and as a father. In the game of basketball, in life, as a parent, Kobe left nothing in the tank. He left it all on the floor. Maybe it surprised people that Kobe and I were very close friends. 
but we were very close friends. Kobe's was my dear friend. He was like a little brother. Everyone always wanted to talk about the comparisons between he and I. I just wanted to talk about Kobe. You know, all of us have brothers and sisters, little brothers, little sisters who, for whatever reason, always tend to get in your stuff, <laughs> your closet, your shoes, everything. It was a nuisance, if I can say that word. But that nuisance turned into love over a period of time, just because the admiration that they had for you as big brothers or big sisters. The questions, the wanting to know every little detail about life that they were about to embark on. He used to call me, text me, 11.30, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. Talking about post-up moves, footwork, and sometimes the triangle. At first, it was an aggravation. But it, then it turned into a certain passion. This kid had passion like you would never know. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing about passion. If you love something, if you have a strong passion for something, you would go to the extreme to try to understand or try to get it. Either ice cream, Cokes, hamburgers, whatever you have a love for. If you have to walk, you would go get it. If you have to beg someone, you would go get it. What Kobe Bryant was to me was the inspiration that someone truly cared about the way I either I played the game or the way that he wanted to play the game. He wanted to be the best basketball player that he could be. And as I got to know him, I wanted to be the best big brother that I could be. To do that, you had to put up with the aggravation, the late night calls, or the dumb questions. I took great pride as I got to know Kobe Bryant that he was just trying to be a better person, a better basketball player. We talked about business, we talked about family. We talked about everything, and he was just trying to be a better person. Now he's got me, I'll have to look at another crime meme for the next.
I told my wife I wasn't going to do this because I didn't want to see that for the next three or four years. <laughs> that is what Kobe Bryant does to me. I'm pretty sure Vanessa and his friends all can say the same thing. He knows how to get to you in a way that affects you personally, even though if he's being a pain in the ass. But it sh he always, you ever have a sense of love for him and the way that he can bring out the best in you. And he did that for me. I remember maybe a couple of months ago, he sends me a text. And he's saying, I'm trying to teach my daughter some moves. And I don't know what I was thinking or what I was working on. But what, would you, what were you thinking about when you were trying to, as you were growing up, trying to work on your moods? I said, what age? He says, 12. I said, 12, I was trying to play baseball. He sends me a text back saying, laughing my ass off. And this was at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but the thing about him was we could talk about anything that related to basketball, but we can talk about anything that related to life. And we, as we grow up in life, rarely have friends that we can have conversations like that. Well, it's even rare when you can grow up against adversaries and have conversations like that. I went and saw Phil Jackson in 1999 or maybe 2000. I don't know when Phil was here in LA. And I walk in and Kobe's sitting there. And the first thing, I'm in a suit. The first thing Kobe said, did you bring your shoes? <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking about playing. But his attitude to compete and play against someone he felt like he could enhance and improve his game with. To me, that's what I loved about the kid. Absolutely loved about the kid. No matter where he saw me, it was a challenge. And I admired him because his passion, you rarely see someone who's looking and trying to improve each and every day, not just in sports, but as a parent, as a husband, I am inspired by what he's done and what he shared with Vanessa and what he's shared with his kids. I have a daughter who's 30 who just I became a grandparent. And I have two twins. I have twins at six. I can't wait to get home to become a girl dad and to hug them and to see the love that they, and the smiles that they bring to us as parents. He taught me that just by looking at this tonight, looking at how he responded and reacted with the people that he actually loved. These are the things that we will continue to learn from Kobe Bryant. To Vanessa, Natalia, Bianca, Capri, my wife and I will keep you close in our hearts and our prayers. We will always be here for you. Always. I also want to offer our condolences and support to all the families affected by this enormous tragedy. 
Kobe gave every last ounce of himself to whatever he was doing. After basketball, he showed a creative side to himself that I didn't think any of us knew he had. In retirement, he seemed so happy. He found new passions, and he continued to give back as a coach in his community. More importantly, he was an amazing dad, amazing husband, who dedicated himself to his family and who loved his daughters with all his heart. Kobe never left anything on the court. And I think that's what he would want for us to do. No one knows how much time we have. That's why we must live in the moment. We must enjoy the moment. We must reach and see and spend as much time as we can with our families and friends and the people that we absolutely love. To live in the moment means to enjoy each and every one that we come in contact with. When Kobe Bryant died, a piece of me died. And as I look in this arena and across the globe, a piece of you died, or else you wouldn't be here. Those are the memories that we have to live with and we learn from. I promise you, from this day forward, I will live with the memories of knowing that I had a little brother that I tried to help in every way I could. Please, rest in peace, little brother. A one-point game. Dear Basketball. From the moment I started rolling my dad's tube socks and shooting imaginary game-winning shots in the Great Western Forum, I knew one thing was real. I fell in love with you. A love so deep, I gave you my all. From my mind and body, to my spirit and soul. As a six-year-old boy, I'm deeply in love with you. I never saw the end of the tunnel. I only saw myself running out of one. And so I ran. I ran up and down every court after every loose ball for you. You asked for my hustle. I gave you my heart. Because it came with so much more. I played through the sweat and the hurt. Not because challenge called me. 
but because you called me. I did everything for you. Because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as you've made me feel. You gave a six-year-old boy his Laker dream. And I'll always love you for it. But I can't love you obsessively for much longer. This season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding. My mind can handle the grind. But my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay. I'm ready to let you go. I want you to know now, so we both can savor every moment we have left together. The good and the bad. We have given each other all that we have. And we both know, no matter what I do next, I'll always be that kid with the rolled up socks, garbage can in the corner, five seconds on the clock, ball in my hands. Five, four, three, two, one. Love you always, Kobe. The Kickback Show. Yeah. Tracklife.com. Dot com.